0: Okay, or is less than it's bit less. Yeah. Maybe some are Maybe some burnt. Okay, so please project your light here. Bismillah, <laughs> Rahman, Rahim. La <laughs> Allah, Kuva, Allah, صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا you did Allahumma, Alayna, Walla, Rahmate, Ponshu, Alayna, Hazan, Abu Mekra, Hataka, Yaw. We've been studying the role of self love or Hobbud in our actions. We said that according to many. Muslim scholars, especially those who have philosophical approach, as well as many Western thinkers, we do everything because of our love for ourselves, because of Hubbuddha, out of Hubbuddha, self-love. It means that we do things in order to benefit or in order to avoid harm, in order to become happy or avoid pain. Uh, But this is different from selfishness in the sense that we normally understand. You can be a person who is thinking very seriously about his own interests, but at the same time be a kind person, a helpful person a person who gives what he has to those who are in need, even if he or she is in need. Egoism here is to be deeply thinking about your interest, but long-term interest perhaps, not necessarily short-term interest. I have a cup of water and I am very thirsty. I need this water. But I can be an egoist and I still give water to someone else. Why? Because, for example, I want a reward from God. Or I want to be a better human being. Or because I want to get the pleasure of giving. What? You have to other people. It has a great pleasure. Uh, some people have only experienced the pleasure of drinking water and not the ex- pleasure of giving water to someone who is thirsty. That is another pleasure and this pleasure can be sometimes greater. You now, If you have food and you are hungry you want to eat. But if you give it to hungry people and they eat in front of you the food and you see the joy in their face, that is a greater pleasure that you can have. compared to the. Because the pleasure of eating is pleasure which comes from tongue and is physical pleasure. The pleasure of seeing someone hungry who has been fed by you is a deeper pleasure. It's a more human pleasure than just pleasure of eating. But in both cases, it's something about yourself, either pleasure of eating or pleasure of feeding, pleasure of offering. According to them, it's impossible for us to totally ignore our own interests when some people back up this ethical egoism by psychological egoism. And psychological egoism means that our mind is built, is made in this way, that we think about ourselves. It is our psychology. Human psychology is that we only think about ourselves and we cannot think otherwise. Maybe if you can... And reduce ego. Eco, eco. We cannot think otherwise. If you study books on moral philosophy, you see that you know some people have argued for ethical egoism from psychological egoism. They say this is a reality in our creation that we are only concerned about our own interests and as a result everyone should also in ethics be encouraged to go after his interests. Then a question arises that if we are built and made and created in the way that we can only think about our own interests then what is the point of encouraging people to do this. What is the point of having morality? Because morality is when you have different options. As you remember, we said morality discusses voluntary actions or qualities of the soul that are in our hands. We have control over them, at least control over changing them, over stopping them. You remember we discussed this in the beginning. So what is the point of having ethics If you really believe that we are created in this way, the answer that can be given on behalf of these people is that, okay, it is true that we are created in the way that we only think about our own interests. But we study ethics in order to educate people how to think about their interests. Yeah, If you are not educated, then you always think about short-term interest, immediate interest, and many times superficial interest. In ethics, we want to tell them, okay, you have to think about your interest, but broaden your mind and vision. Try to experience some kind of Self-interest, which is good for you and for other people. You know, when there is immediate interest, and your concern is only for immediate interest or short-term interest, then there is conflict. Salam If there is interest only in tasting the food or drinking water, having comfortable, I don't know, house, when the interest in, in these short-term things, there is conflict. Because we cannot have these things for everyone. But when the interest is for long-term, then there is no conflict. You can be totally thinking about your long-term interest and at the same time benefit other people. You know? when you broaden your vision, then there's no problem. So, those who are thinking only about immediate interest, many times, either they ignore other people, or even, God forbids they take from them and use by, for you know, for themselves. Because this is the short term and immediate. You want to achieve something quickly, And there are limitations or restrictions. There is competition. So you have to take. Or at least ignore. Either you take from them or ignore them. So that you can have it yourself. But if you are patient. If your vision is. No. Broadened. Then there is no problem. At the same time that you can help yourself. You can help other people. Okay. You can go fast towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and take other people with you. If you are thinking about going towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can take as many people with you as you like. But if you want to go to your home, you cannot take as many people as you like. <laughs> because in dunya we have limitations. But in akhira we don't have any limitation. So, you can have a house in Akhirah and make intention that I want to have a space in my house for everyone. There is no problem. If you want this, it can happen. But in dunya, no. So, this is the maximum I can say uh, on behalf of these people, that they believe in psychological egoism, and they say that we are only interested in our own interest. But they want to distinguish between those who are only thinking about short-term and they are selfish. And those who are not only thinking about their short-term, they think about long-term. And therefore, they can take into account interests of other people, can care for them, can be concerned for them, can love them. But in both scenarios, whether you are selfish in ordinary sense or you are egoist in this you, version, you are only starting by thinking about your own interest. But you try to do it in a way that can help other people. Sometimes you may say, but when we do things, we never think about what I am going to gain. For example, a mother helps her child, but she's not thinking about what she's achieving herself. She's just trying to help the child. She's not thinking of reward or she's not thinking of getting pleasure of, you know, looking after your baby or she's not thinking of getting rid of the pain and suffering of a mother when she ignores her child. You know, because. They say, you know, when you don't look after your child, you suffer. And in order to avoid that suffering and bad, you know, feeling, you help your children. But some people say, no, we don't think about these things. They say, you think that you don't think. These are happening so quickly in your mind that you don't notice. But unconsciously, every person goes to this process. That thinks about his or her interest, based on that makes decision, but this can happen so quickly that you don't realize. You know, we have a term which is uh, very much used in in different sciences, Islamic sciences, called ertekaz. Ertekaz means something which is deeply built or happening inside our mind. So, they say, it happens el tekazi means it happens deep in your mind, but you don't notice. You know, sometimes something something happens very much uh, deep, and you only see the surface. You don't realize. Okay, but this happens definitely. This is what they say. Okay. What is my understanding is this. I think we have to distinguish between two things, and this is the key to this issue, this problem. I accept one of them, but I don't necessarily agree with the second. These are two separate things. I accept and agree with these scholars that we don't do anything unless we have interest in what we do. Please be very careful. We don't do anything unless we have interest. Because the way our mind works is that Something comes to my attention. Maybe you tell me something. Maybe I see myself something. Maybe I think about something. So an action comes to my mind. But we can do many, many things in this world. We can do billions of things. We only do not do those things that we have interest in them. Some of the things are there which are not interesting to us. For example, if I think of someone waiting outside a house for people to open the door in one part of the town, this doesn't motivate me to do anything. There is a person who is standing behind a house, for example, in another part of London, another part of UK, What can I do and what has this to do with me? But if I know that someone right now is waiting behind my house to open the door for him. So I try to do something. Either I make a phone call, you know, or I have to, you know, uh, leave earlier because someone is my guest and behind my house is waiting. If 10 people wait outside someone else's house, it doesn't make me, you know, do anything. But if one person is waiting outside my house, I feel I have to do something. You understand? Why? Because I have interest in this issue, but in the other one, I don't have interest. This is not my business. Yeah? Sometimes even thinking that someone might be waiting for me outside my house even thinking about the possibility of this may motivate me to do something if i think right now that for example a person is putting a ticket on my car even thinking about this can move me but if i am sure that he's putting ticket on someone else's car may not move me because i have no interest in that okay Yes, if I can, you know, inform the person, that's another issue, but if I have no way to inform the person, it has nothing to do with it. Okay? So, I accept this, that we do only things that we have interest in them. But what I have difficulty in accepting is that to have interest in something means that that thing must secure my interest. This is another issue. To have interest in something is different from gaining from something. From receiving, you know, some interest. Or having some interest or securing some interest for yourself in that. These are two different things. Maybe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in me desire for my own good and also desire for good of other people. And for me to be motivated to do something, it's enough if one of these desires is activated. If I know that there is something that can meet and satisfy my desire for my own good, I will go after it. But if there is something that can also satisfy my desire for doing good to other people, that also can motivate me and can activate my desire, can trigger my desire. These are two different things. In other words, in order to have interest in something, in order to have concern for something, it doesn't need to be related to my own interests what is wrong with thinking in this way that we have all love for ourselves definitely if we didn't have love for ourselves we would not have you know protected of uh, you know protected ourselves we would not have work we do not have you know studied we would not have defended ourselves We love ourselves. Definitely we love ourselves. But, what is wrong in saying that at the same time, we are created in the way that we love also other human beings. Or not only human beings. Animals. Plants. We love them as well. If I know that I can bring joy or happiness or good to someone else, that is enough to motivate me. I don't need to translate that into an interest for myself and then start doing something. A mother, in my view, my humble view, maybe I'm wrong, but my humble view is this. A mother can do things Either because she finds that this is good for her or she finds that this is good for her child. Without translating that good for my child means that it is good for me. Because I want to have the pleasure of being a good mother. or I want to avoid the pain of feeling bad that I have ignored my child. No, a mother can Think seriously, genuinely, about the child without reducing that to something about herself. How many mothers, for example, wake up in the midnight and look after their baby just because they want to get a pleasure? Or just they want to not suffer? Because say, if I continue sleeping, this sleeping is not good because, you know, I feel I have done something bad. Let me do this so that I can you know, enjoy my sleep. I don't think this is what mothers you know, think. Maybe when men think about what mothers do, you know, they think it this way. <laughs> this is not the way mothers you know, think. A mother does not need to translate or reduce what she does for the child into something for herself. 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 So, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has put in us different desires. These desires are like engines. If these engines are turned on, you get energy and you do something. It can be desire for myself and we have you know different types of desires maybe sometime in future you know I shall mention that we have three types of desires. Uh, we'll talk about it later. but anyway. A desire, any of those three, about myself? Or desire for good for other people? Other beings? I think Allah has put both desires in us. And if you help other people without even thinking about yourself you can get two pleasures one is the pleasure of satisfying the desire for helping other people and doing good to other people and one is the pleasure that you can get by feeling that you have done something good but you don't help people in order to get that feeling you understand? You can even not think about anything that you can get. If you, for example, you know, see, there are people who are poor, and you've managed to collect, you know, money, buy food for them, give them food. You will have very good, you know kind of feeling, very great, you know, pleasure. But this is not what you meant for action, you know? It is not what motivated you. You didn't say, you know, I want to get that pleasure. People get pleasure by different things. Some people get pleasure by, you know, watching a movie. Some people, you know, get pleasure by, I don't know, drinking. <laughs> I want to get pleasure by feeding poor people. I don't think this is necessarily the case. Maybe for some people it is the case. And we say, okay, alhamdulillah, at least you are getting pleasure by doing something good, by feeding poor people. But I think for some people, they never think about their own pleasure. They just cannot see someone else is suffering and they can do something. The pleasure comes automatically. But you didn't do for the sake of pleasure. You understand? Like, for example, I do something and you thank me. But I shouldn't do things in order to be thanked. Thanking people comes by itself. And it's good. It can, you know, give you some encouragement. can give you some strength. But you don't do necessarily. Maybe some people do. But I'm saying it's not necessary that you do things in order to be thanked. Okay? So, everything that we do, should be related to one of the desires that we have it has to be somehow triggering a desire in us an engine in us but it can be something that is related to my own interests Or it can be something related to another issue that God has made in me interest and concern for that. It's nothing personal. When I do something for myself, I become happy. When I do something for other people, I also become happy. Maybe we can even go further. Not only we have independent desires for good of other people, I mean by independent, that it's not going back to my own desire. It's not reduced to my own desire. Mm -hmm. So not only we have independent desires for other people, other creatures, we have desire for certain things, certain values, certain perfections, certain good qualities by themselves or as such. For example, (coughs) beauty. Beauty is something that every human being has interest in it. But not with this loud voice. (laughs) so everyone has interest in beauty okay according to this theory that we were discussing they say i have interest in beauty when it's related to me for example i want a beautiful car beautiful house for myself beautiful dress for myself so i have interest in beauty for myself because i want to enjoy but i think Maybe it's much more than this. I think Allah has made in human beings concern for beauty even if it has nothing to do with me. For example, if someone describes for you a beautiful, for example, village that you have never been there and you are never going to be there, still, you have interest in thinking about that beauty and knowing that there is such a beautiful village. And if you can do, for example, something to safeguard that beautiful village, you will do. You will not say, "Okay, let me see. Am I going to visit that village? Then you say, no, I'm not going there, so I don't bother. Even if it is destroyed, I don't bother. Many people, they don't bother. But I'm saying it's not necessary for human beings to be like that. I think a good human being is the one that has concern for beautiful villages, beautiful towns, beautiful jungles, gardens. Even if he knows that neither him nor his children or progeny are going to visit that place, still we have concern for beauty. Even if you tell me that there is a beautiful, I don't know, scenery in another planet, which is in danger, I feel pain. Or I should feel pain, yeah? As human beings, we feel pain. <coughs> so, the same is with knowledge. We have interest in knowledge even if we are not going to from it. <coughs> yeah? For example, no one is going to pay you for learning this knowledge and you are not going to benefit from this in your life but still we love to know many times I have mentioned this story about Abu Rayhan Biruni Abu Rayhan Biruni Biruni uh, in Farsi means outsider or you know sometimes the part of the house, which is for the guests, not for the family. Biruni is outsider, external. But this is the name, this is the name of this person, Abu Rayhan Biruni. He was a mathematician, and also he has a travel story. Yeah, he went to India, and he has written a travel story. Abu Rayhan Biruni was ill and very close to death. He was visited by one of his neighbors or friends who was a fa'ih, a jurist. Abu Rihan asked him few faqhi questions. Abu Rehan asked him few faqih questions. This faqih was surprised. He said, Why are you asking this question? These questions are not applicable to you. Mm-hmm. And also knowing that he's dying. So, Abu Rehan said something very important. He said, Is it better to die while I know Or while I don't know. I am going to die anyway. But is it better to die while I know or to die while I don't know? Are those who know and those who don't know the same? This is very important. Knowledge is valuable for people by itself and when you need it and you act upon it it's more valuable okay it's very important of course we are not encouraging people to learn things which are not useful because our time is limited our resources are limited we should prioritize you know we should learn those things that we need more but i am saying that this is management otherwise we as human beings love to learn, love to know, okay? Then we have to regulate it. We have to prioritize. But knowledge for us by itself is valuable. Even sometimes we want to learn things that maybe they bother us, yeah? Sometimes we try to know what someone has said when I was not there about me. And you know, backbite at me. This can bother me, but you know, I want to know. No. Of course, this is not good. But we have interest in knowing things even if they bother us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, (laughs) la tasalu an ashia and tubda lakum. Don't ask about those things that if they are disclosed to you, then they will make you suffer. Okay? This is management. So it's not that you investigate and try to find out everything. Okay? You have to regulate. You have to manage your curiosity. But what is important is that there is curiosity. If there was no curiosity, there was no need to manage it. We have interest in knowing. Not because knowing is securing some of our interests. you get my point? It's like beauty, as I said. And knowing knowledge is the same. <laughs> okay. So, what we do, in my view, is this. Whenever we think of something, some action, we go through a process. We start thinking about doing, not doing, outcomes, different things. If we find that this action serves one of my desires, or serves one of the things which are important for me, helps me in achieving something which is important for me, or avoiding harm to something which is important for me, then it will motivate me to do something. But if I see that it has nothing to do with me, then it will not motivate me. And people are very different, I have to tell you also. For some people, the only thing that motivates them is only themselves. For some people, what motivates them is their family. For some people, what motivates them is their country, their nation. But for some people, anything related to any human being can motivate them. If, for example, you ask Adam, alayhi salam, If you ask Dawud if you ask Prophet Muhammad what would motivate you to do something? They would say anything related to any creation of God. Why? Because I am Khalifatullah. Khalifatullah is responsible for anything on this earth. Allah says, يَا دَعُودَ النَّا تَعَمْنَاكَ خَلِيفَةً فِي So, for people in that caliber, anything that relates to any creation of God on the earth is enough to motivate them. If Rasulullah knows there is an orphan in another part of the world, that Rasulullah has never met him and that orphan has never met Rasulullah and that orphan is in pain, Rasulullah feels great pain because he's Khalifatullah some of us only are Khalifatullah in our family <coughs> we think only about our family this is not good we have to reach that high level so there's a big gap between us and the Khujjah of Allah if you want to get closer to the Hojja of Allah, it's not just by doing Tawasrul and Dua. If you want to get closer to the Hojah of Allah, you have to broaden your vision and your concerns. Yeah? If the Hojah of Allah has concern for billions of people, So, then you tell me for how many people you have concern, then I can tell you how close you are to him. Have you got concern for all the Shia? So Alhamdulillah, you are closer. Have you concern for all Muslims? So you are closer. Have you concern for all humanity? Then you are getting very close to Hudja of Allah. So this is a very good way of measuring how close we are to the Hudja of Allah. So people are different. I'm not saying everyone is concerned about other people, but I'm saying this is the way that human beings can be. Because human beings have this. Potential of being Hujjah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means that they have this potential of having genuine interest in good of everyone. Not only everyone, every being. Okay? So, in my humble view, we have self-love at the same time. Independent from that. Next to it, not out of it. Next to it, independent from it, we have love for other people. We have love for other things. I can do things for self-love, out of self-love. I can do things out of my love for other people. I can do something for both of them, because sometimes both of them get combined. Sometimes one of them. So, a person who becomes, for example, a martyr, according to the view that many scholars have, he becomes a martyr because he wants to get reward from God. So he says, I give my physical life, but I want to gain something more. So he's calculating. Okay, he's calculating. He says, I give something, and I gain something better. Of course, this calculation is there in mind of many people. Even Quran uses this calculation. Yeah. Or Amirul Mu'mineen says in Khutbah al-Taqiim, "Tijara murbahah yaslaha Okay, this calculation is there, but I don't think Imam Hussein was making this calculation. When you become a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't think about these issues. You say these are not related to me. My physical life or even my life in heaven has nothing to do with me. My maula knows about this. I leave it to my Mullah. I want just to please my maula. I don't have any time to waste on thinking about myself. Yeah? Why I should, you know, think about myself and my own interests. Even if it is interest in Akhirah. I have the best mullah. I have a mullah that is loving me more than anyone else. And I just want to do whatever I can do for him. I don't need to, you know, worry about myself. You know, a child never worries, you know, in his house about breakfast and lunch and dinner, you know, I have loving mother and father. They work hard always to provide me with food. Why I should bother about food? How many times have you slept in your house without food? For those whose parents are caring and afford, can afford, maybe even over the years, never happened to us, you know, thinking about, you know, being in my mother and father's house and they let me, you know, sleep without food. I'm 100% sure that even if they don't have, they feed me. What about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Has ever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ignored us? Has His love for us been less than our parents? So why I should be worried about myself? Why I should be worried about even my akhirah? Let me do everything for Him. Let me do everything to promote his cause. And I am 100% sure that he will plan the best things for me. Plan, prepare the best thing for me. I think this is possible. I'm not saying this is something that everyone can do. But I think this is possible. Why we should you know, limit and say everyone is thinking about his own you know, interests. Everyone is just acting out of self-love. No. There are people who have reached this point. Only prophets, imams, they have reached this point. They never think about themselves. You know, once a person asked me, what is the meaning of servant, abd? To define abd is easy. Worshipper, who is worshipper? Everyone can define, even you ask a child, what does worshipper mean? he says the one who worships. But who is Abd? It's very difficult to define. Because you cannot refer to a single action and say, you know, Abd is doing this. Yeah? Who is worshipper? The one who does a bother Who is Musalli? The one who says salat Who is, you know, Sa'im? The one who fasts. Who is Abd? Is very difficult to define. There are different ways maybe to try to find a definition for Abd. But once when I was asked this question, I gave this answer, and maybe you like this answer. I said Abd is the one who defines his identity. Not by anything that he is or he has. He defines his identity by belonging to his master. If you ask me who you are and I say Mr. So and so, so I am not Abd. But if I say I am Abd of so and so, it means that I am Abd. Because Abd has no name or identity of himself. My honor comes from my master. You know, it's, it's not important that who you are. What is important is that who you serve. Yeah, I can be a cook, a driver, a cleaner for the king. This is very important, it's much more important than being a doctor, an engineer, who is cut off from the king. (laughs) So, a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, finds his identity in his relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and therefore for such person, no longer his interest is important. He never considers his interest. Of course we know that whatever a servant of Allah does in order to serve Allah will be beneficial for him. We have no doubt about this. But this is not his intention. You try to serve your master and automatically you are also helping yourself. Because your master is the one that wants your own good. Yeah? If you listen to your teacher and study, you are benefiting yourself. But your intention can be that I want to serve my teacher by listening to him because I want to just make him happy. And your intention can be, no, I listen only because I want to learn. I want to become, you know, better. There are two ways. In both ways, in the end of the day, you are helping yourself as well. But your intention is different. So, according to this view, that I think is a better view, human beings can do things out of self-love. Human beings can do things out of love that Allah has put in us for other beings or for good qualities like beauty, like knowledge and we have a diversity of choices depending on which of these desires are activated or are stimulated and maybe Maybe we can say, all of them go back to something which is more fundamental. This is the last point. Either we can see my love for myself, for other people, other beings, my love for beauty, for knowledge, everything, in one level. Or we can say, we have something which is very fundamental and all these things go back to that. And that is our love for Khair, our love for good. Then this can be good for myself, can be good for someone else, good for some other being, or good itself. (coughs) Good itself by itself is important for us. Light by itself is important for us. Not light for me, or even not light for other people, light as such. So maybe all of them can finally go back to a more fundamental love that Allah has put in us, and that is love for goodness, for light, for truth, which is indeed love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because He is the absolute goodness, He is the absolute light. So, in us, deeply, we have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we come to higher levels, but higher just in this sense, not higher in the sense of more valuable. I mean, build upon it. We come to upper levels of thinking about what is good for me, what is good for other people, you know. But these are all built on something which is in every human being and that is love for absolute goodness, which is Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, in this way, even when you want to eat and enjoy the taste, the good taste of the food, the reason for doing this is your love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. No one does anything in this sense unless he is motivated by that love that he has for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But that love is filtered and you know directed to this point. Some that may be totally wrong way, but it's all coming from that love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala okay we pray that inshallah in this time of uh, salat allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to understand and inshallah better implement whatever he wants from us so, <laughs>